This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. Friday morning, about 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Late night last night with the NFL Draft. Vikings pick at number 23. Kwesi and Kevin didn't talk until after the first round, assuming that they we're at least trying to wheel and deal, but not, not a lot of things to do with, with only five draft picks um, at their disposal to start the night. Um, only four now because the Vikings have selected Jordan Addison, receiver out of USC, with the number 23 overall pick. Tom, what's your initial reactions on Jordan Addison, now a member of the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah, I mean, I can see from the scouting reports and whatnot, and obviously he was kind of on the radar, right? We had written about him a little bit. Um, why they'd like him as a receiver, right? In a vacuum, um, why you kind of take that gamble. It is probably the third most, most likely outcome I thought would happen, right? You know, just drafting receiver in general, you look kind of the bust rate and the, um, the gamble of, of taking a receiver, even though you need someone opposite Jefferson. Um, I thought it was more likely they'd trade down um, and, and get some more draft picks and kind of fill out this defense. Um, and I also thought with, with Levis dropping and with, hooker on the board like given the quarterback situation they have maybe they'd take that gamble over the receiver um clearly didn't want levis i think hooker people know at this point i mean there's people who are pretty pretty on board with him probably and and we're upset the vikings passed but like what the risks are with, with a guy that age with his injury history with the system he was in um and i think maybe they just looked at it as this is a weak draft like why would we pick up and you know a second maybe and you know something else in the third whatever it would be um when these guys, when it may not fill out the defense, if you had more picks. So I kind of understand what they did. Um, I was just a little surprised. I was kind of waiting for them to trade down once, once it became clear they weren't interested in Levis and, and, you know, it didn't seem like they wanted hooker either. Yeah. That's where I was at. I mean, the board seemed to, to fall so well in their favor, you know, as the draft progressed, I think you could see people, I guess, quote unquote, reach because because we think it's a reach now. But like someone like Jack Campbell going number 18 overall to, to the to the Lions seems like a reach in a vacuum. If the guy plays 10 years in the league, then it's a fine pick. But based on where prognosticators had guys going, we saw certain people <clears throat> reached on ahead of the Vikings pick. Left kind of a lot of options on the board when they were at 23. And, and I was kind of with you, Tom. We were just in the media room thinking like, all right, well, it's only a matter of time before, before we get the, the news that they're trading back and that they're not picking until tomorrow. <laughs> like, they're just going to trade out of the first round completely, gain a little bit more draft capital, and, and, and you know, try again tomorrow. Um, I think that speaks to how much they like Jordan Addison, too. Like, we, we were talking to Kwesi Dofamensa and Kevin O'Connell yesterday. Like, they both brought up just his natural ability with, within the receiver position, how everything he does looks natural. Um, not the biggest guy, 5'11", 175, not the fastest guy. I think he ran a 4'49 at the 40 or, you know, 4'49", at the combine. Uh, but the way he wins is so natural. And that's what these guys said. Um, he separates um, better than most um, receivers in this class. And, and we kind of saw a run on receivers. I think it was a historic run. Um, I don't think four receivers have ever gone one, two, mm -hmm. you know, one, two, three, four in a row. Um, but of the receivers that went in the first round, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quentin Johnson, yeah. Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, as far as route running ability and ability to separate, is above 
almost all, every single one of those players. And, and yeah. I think that's what, what threw them to, to him. Um, but I was with you. I thought uh, they'll trade down, you know, according to our guy, Luke Inman, deep cornerback draft, they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll get someone in the second round and they'll have just more picks at their disposal. Obviously not the case. Um, and, and like I said, I think it speaks to how much they like Asim. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the cornerback points important that like there was probably another option now, who knows with, with so many front offices running analytics, like the, you know what I mean? Like it, it probably becomes tougher to, to trade down. Um, especially as the two quarterbacks that are falling don't seem to be super valued. Right. Um, and that's really the quarterbacks, the position you, you would trade out for. I think it makes a lot of sense to, if you're replacing Thielen, like get a route runner, right? That was his ticket in the NFL. Obviously he's a gifted athlete, obviously was overlooked at some point, right? Everyone kind of knows the story and that like looking back, like you'd think a division one program would have taken a, a risk on him. But um, I think with Addison specifically, like maybe he replaces that and maybe that's where that confidence comes from, right? If Quasey and, and if O'Connell are emphasizing the route running, if Thielen's one of his best traits was a route run, running, like, that's as close as you can get to like let's go replace this guy in the draft 30 something player right 20 something player and i do see the confidence in that right like most of these guys who don't pan out in the nfl have like the receivers have like an absurd amount of talent right and you look at the film and you you know even like a casual college football fan knows who they are because of the high highlight reel plays and then the insiders go and look and go He's just like more athletic than the corners, right? That and like the system works where where you know like the quarterback makes a simple read or whatever. Um, assuming this guy is as good as Addison is as good a route runner as like he's purported to be, like it is probably the the trait to gamble on, right? That like I think that does translate to the NFL where athleticism does. It's just he's playing in an entirely different league, like better corners, better safeties, more complex defenses, all that stuff. Yeah, and I, I think your point about Adam Thielen makes sense. I mean, it, it's a perfect – if you were to just create a player in a lab that would slide alongside Justin Jefferson, yeah, it, it would look a lot like Jordan Addison. Um, they need someone who can kind of occupy the areas of the field um, that are left open when teams sell out to, to take away Justin Jefferson. Um, we've seen that, right, like in the past couple of years as Justin Jefferson has started to rise – as Adam Thielen has kind of started to fall, like teams are doubling JJ and saying yeah. anybody else beat us. And a lot of times last year, the Vikings had trouble with that before, you know, they went yeah. out and acquired TJ Hawkinson at the trade deadline. Um, and, and I still think even with taking Addison number 23, like TJ Hawkinson's probably your number two pass catcher next year. But this yeah. just gives you more options down the road, places and areas within kind of roster construction to grow. Um, and like you still have KJ Osborne; he's just I, he, he's a good receiver. Um, yeah, but he's pending free agent next year. Um, you know, some people feel he's better suited kind of in in the role he's in now. Um, and and now you're not asking him to play above himself, but he he was he was a productive receiver as as a number three guy last year. Um, could he have played number two this year? Probably. Mm -hmm. um, but now you have kind of just more options at your disposal if you're the Vikings. If they want to, you know, if opposing teams want to double Justin Jefferson. Well, now they don't just have to worry about TJ Hawkinson and KJ Osborne. They have to worry about the number 23 pick in the draft, Jordan Addison. So um, I think when you, you see what teams have started to do to try and take away Justin Jefferson, 
uh, Kevin O'Connell said yesterday, like we want to make them pay for doing that. Um, this is a way to do that. Um, yeah. It's also a smarter bet telling Osborne, you have to be the receiver three, right? I mean, that's kind of your job now, um, but you have to compete for two. That's a very different message than two is yours or, you know what I mean? Like something like that. Um, yeah. I think it's reasonable expectations for Osborne. I think he's a good player. I just think they're going to see more upside in a guy like Addison. They should. That's why they drafted him in the first round. But um, there is something both in having like the big target, the the Hawkinson, where it's like you can't you can't ignore him for for very obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think multiple options should also be another strategy, right? Or is another strategy for um, taking pressure off Jefferson. And I think it tells you that instead of really scaling back and going super heavy and and placing more emphasis on the running game right like as kind of the alternative right it's mm-hmm. it's more like this is still ramsey in right it's 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 like the rams had multiple options it probably helped cooper cup out right and i think they're just kind of giving themselves options here and, and a guy like addison should be more likely to succeed again assuming they evaluate the talent correctly assuming he puts in the work and all that like he should succeed in this offense more than let's say the Zimmer Kubiak scheme or something like that, or another team that doesn't, right? Like they should know what to do with them. So I think it's more likely a receiver succeeds under O'Connell than a lot of other situations. Yeah. He's very Robert Woodsy um, mm-hmm. in his, in his way he wins, you know, Robert Woods, more of a slender guy. I think he's a USC guy too. So it's like, <clears throat> you can kind of see, yeah, the, sure, they went out and traded for TJ Hawkinson, signed Josh Oliver on the first day of free agency, but they, they still want to throw the ball. And um, this kind of makes it you know, easy for Kirk Cousins this year, makes his life easier um, You know, in the final year of his contract. I also think it makes <clears throat> whoever is the heir apparent down the road's life easier um, yeah. as they try and – if it's a rookie quarterback acclimating to the NFL, um, having Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison uh, makes things a little bit easier. <clears throat> Maybe you draft a rookie quarterback next year <clears throat> and you're not ready for that guy to start right away. So you, you get a bridge guy. Um, yeah. I don't know who that looks like. Um, well, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably an over exact, like a hyperbolic example of, of what I'm getting at, but someone who can get you a year, a year and a half, two years until that rookie quarterback is ready. Whoever that may be, having Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison helps with that too. Um, so, so you can see the reasoning behind it. 